You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Let's move on from Capilano and honey testing and that sort of stuff and the ACCC to politics. So we've just had a state election in Victoria and Simon ran as an independent in the seat of Nepean, which is a, a state seat. So in Australia, it's a federal, uh, there's a federal and a state system. And it's part of what some people might say is massive over government that we have because there's three tiers and there's whatever, 25 million people with, um, with a lot of bureaucracy at different levels of government. Simon ran for the seat of Nepean and this is Simon Mulvaney from Save the Bees Australia. And Simon... When did you decide, like the election was held in what, the, the end of November, uh, when did you decide that you were going to be a candidate to run? Only three weeks before the election and um, it, that seems quite rash to some people but I had been talking to another political party in Melbourne who wanted me to run for them mm. and I couldn't go to the meetings and then I thought, I was, I was looking at the petition, petition I have the food labelling one, it's got 180,000 signatures. I've contacted the Greens, I've contacted Labor, I've contacted Liberal, the petition's aimed at the, at the Liberals, and not one political group has responded or spoken to me. And I thought, well, I'm going to dip my toes in, I'm going to learn how this whole system works. And mm. um, it was remarkable, really, how streamlined things just sort of fell in my lap in terms of the nominations and... I, you have to pay $350 to nominate and then you need six people to say they know you. I, I just yelled out at the cafe while I was filling out the forms and <laughs> six people at the cafe I go to f- filled it out and um, a, a nice woman there actually donated the 350 for me to um, to go into the election. Right. And then um, on the, because you've got social media groups like the Southern Peninsula Notice Board, I put a message up there and then... Out of there, there was probably half a dozen people volunteered. Um, if, I don't know if you had a chance to look at my how to vote cards, but there was a loony quote on it, which um, was bees know what they're doing. It's utterly mad. Everyone knows it. But so vote bees. Bees know what they're doing. And then instead of giving preferences, I put a list of different ways you could help bees like um, growing your own herbs, mowing your lawn less, not using, you know, glyphosate or, or Comfidor or those pesticides. Mm. You said earlier that there had been a result and, and Labor have gone up and there's a change of government, but mm. it's still not official because it's come down to so few votes. I'm, I'm looking forward to announcing the results because um, I think I got the more votes than any independent in the history of um, Nepean. And it has been a safe liberal seat since the 80s. What is going to be a fact is that the 4% that I got was quite likely taken off the liberals and that may likely be a change of government. So little things can really count. It's definitely got me looking forward to the federal election coming up one reason I'm, I'm really looking forward to that is because the health minister is the seat down here, which is Flinders and Greg Hunt. Greg Hunt. And so he makes the decisions around glyphosate. And that's a massive issue that I think 
the fact you know, we, we mentioned one yeah it's used in food some farmers saying they need it but does it have to be used in park areas where children and, and pets go and schools that will form a big part of my campaign yeah i'm just looking at the uh, latest results from the victorian electoral commission and uh, the website is vec.vic.gov.au if you want to have a look yourself but uh, yeah, Simon at the moment is uh, had 1,776 first preference votes, and that amounts to 4.2% of first preferences. So easily romped it in over sort of the last out of the five candidates who uh, who only got 2.3%. The ALP was sitting on 37.4, uh, Liberals on 43.9, and uh, the Australian Greens with 5,080 votes, 12.02%. So if the preferences of the Greens go to Labor, which I believe they are, then Labor gets in comfortably. Yeah, I wouldn't say comfortably, but they get in by 1%, I think. Did you preference to anyone or not? No, I purposely didn't preference to anyone. I, I was going to run with a campaign of Liberal last, but I decided that uh, that would put off a few people. Ultimately, I would think that everyone can cooperate and there's so many different issues down down on the peninsula that have been presented to me that need improving and hopefully wisdom can prevail and I can influence a few of those decisions. One simple thing is a mental health nurse contacted me and she said there's only two mental health nurses from Frankston to the peninsula there's an ice epidemic sort of happening in the area mm. and if someone has to be admitted or something or or is is having a breakdown what's happening is they have to wait eight days before they can get any help and mm. and so th- there's these mini crises happening all over the place that you know wisdom and logic could could fix yeah. up and also no go zones for ambulances because uh, the ambos are sick of being attacked when they go to help people and that's another issue which is you know, causing little mini crises as well because often someone will be really in a desperate way or a family might be in a desperate way because of ice addiction and they literally can't even get an ambulance to attend, which is, which is sad. And, and I'm not blaming the ambos for that either, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a sad situation when that happens. So basically you were pretty pleased with the result given that you decided three weeks before. That's why I was kind of asking you that as a, as a starting question because I'd, I hadn't heard, you know, speaking to you pretty regularly on this program about other matters and I hadn't heard anything about this until just before the election or pretty close to the election. So I think um, you know, getting 4.2% of the, of the primary vote, of, of first preference votes, was really pretty good considering... Well, last minute decision to to run. If you get over 4%, you actually get paid for going into the event as well. That's to to cover the costs. And so I've read a few articles um, about running for an independent. And in the article, they said your campaign should cost you at least $11,000 to get anywhere. I think my campaign cost me 450 bucks and some volunteers. So it was good to prove that you don't have to have money. I was disgusted at the amount of money spent on the major parties, putting billboards up, doing mail drops, even giving out the how to vote cards. It, it was just, there's got to be a bit of better system. And I think down the line, why wouldn't you just vote on your phones? Mm. I did enjoy the process, I must mm. admit. And so did the people. I can see statistically that where I had, 
people at the polling booths, I did particularly well. We were literally swinging people at the door. If you look in the into the Rye results, there was um, a good friend who's a park ranger that I used to work with. I think he's, he swung 250 people at the door or 220 people at the door. And then at St Andrews is near where my local cafe is and there was four, five ladies that I have a chai tea with in the morning and they're outside the office there and they got 12.5% of the vote there. So when when we look at the next type of election coming up, and I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll run in the federal one, I will be able to man each booth. I'll have a bit longer to prepare this time and I know what I'm in for. There's a pretty big obvious backlash against the Liberal coalition government because of what's happened in federal politics, getting rid of Malcolm Turnbull. There's a there's a sense of that shouldn't really be something that, that governments do mid-term, uh, that they should let the people of Australia vote for a Prime Minister. Once they've voted for them, that the, the party that they've elected sticks to that person. And in fact, the Liberals announced that just like Labor did with Kevin Rudd at the end of his reign, they're changing their, their party constitution to make it much harder. I think a two-third majority is going to be required in the party to, to enable a leadership spill. That seems to be a measure which is in response to this public sentiment which has been borne out through the, through the election results because don't forget the seat of Nepean, which looks at this stage to be going to Labor on preferences, has for the last 40 years been a pretty safe blue ribbon mm. liberal seat so change is afoot and independents like simon mulvaney of save the bees australia um are on the ascendancy which i think is you know which is interesting it's an interesting well, political development well and i think it's one that's actually happening worldwide i think there's a lot yeah. of disenchantment with incumbent political parties that have been around for a long time what's clear to me is that the political party may not be making the decisions and there might be power brokers behind the political party that are pushing the buttons and this is obvious because murdoch and kerry stokes apparently had a conversation um and uh, murdoch said turnbull has to go and stokes said i want him to stay and they eventually decided it was time to go wrote it and then the articles dropped the final knife in their back so these billionaires seem to be we, we may, maybe we're waking up a bit to them and the fact that we don't want them ruling us. And the effects of the concentra- highly concentrated media ownership that we have between those two individuals in particular in Australia. But that is also fragmenting because of things like social media. Now, you've been pretty good with social media. You've harnessed that. You've A lot of your support base for your campaigning about truth in advertising, about food security, all this sort of stuff, food fraud. And Capilano has been um, helped a lot, like immeasurably, by your use of social media, which these days, this is the thing that, that maybe these big media proprietors don't particularly like, that, that uh, public opinion can be swayed by, by little people without even, you know, they can circumvent the big media channels. And, and hopefully it remains free, like things like Instagram and Facebook. And my fear is that they might be turning down the volume of activism on those portals. I've found that the change.org, they're legitimate. I, I have faith in, in that one at the moment. Well, thank you very much, Simon Mulvaney of Save the Bees Australia. A good chat today. We wish you well with future activities and uh, the federal election, which will be... Uh, I think it's been set for, is it May next year? That's when it's likely to be held? That's the last date possible it can be held. And I I think the way Liberals have taken it is they need as much time to regain people's trust. 
So when will you actually officially announce that candidacy for the federal election? So, so, so I, I, a seat of Flinders, it would be. Yeah, I'll I'll have to do a little bit of research, and I have got a someone doing that for me at the moment. But I would think that I'd wait till school comes back and start my campaign after the Christmas holidays. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Simon Mulvaney, Save the Bees Australia. Thanks for coming in and talking to us. Thank you, Piers. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.